I think the educational sector is always not the fastest. Which is in many aspects very rigid and very old-fashioned. But I think this is a typical thing in the educational system because... This is fascinating for me and your passion to change our educational system. He provides software solutions for educational institutions. Co-founder and CEO of Fuxum, Julian Schroeder. So how is your process? I decided to think any opportunities to change that where the AI supports the educator supports the administrator. We don't want to replace them. We want to make all the processes more efficiently. And in general, this is the most interesting part for the most educational institutions to get these. Today I'm talking to Julian Schroeder and he's the CEO and co-founder of Fuxam. And Fuxam is an ad tech. They are revolutionizing the education industry. And this is a very interesting story. To be transparent, I'm an investor in Fuxam, so I really love this company and what they do. So without further ado, Julian, welcome to the show. Hello, Sebastian. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Yeah, uh, it's amazing to have you also on board. It was very, very hard to show you our potential, but now I'm very excited to being here and tell everyone what we are doing and where our way goes in the future. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't hard to convince me about it your potential. Of course, I was skeptical. I mean, you have to be skeptical. You have to ask the right questions when you invest into an organization. But what really convinced me in the end is your and your co-founders energy. I mean, when I talk to you guys, you know, when we have our investor calls and when I'm in Berlin helping you craft, develop ideas, I always say, hey, my God, you know, there's still so much more <laughs> in terms of energy, what you guys bring to the table. And this is fascinating for me and your passion and your drive to change our educational system, which is in many aspects, very rigid and very old fashioned. I mean, just talking about overhead projectors, you know, these devices, you put a transparent foil on it and then it's transmitted onto a wall. I visited the university of my wife last year in Regensburg and they still had those old style equipment standing around. And I just thought, oh my God, I'm back to the past. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with Fuxam? Maybe a funny story about those overhead projectors. Because I always, in my LinkedIn post, I also mentioned those overhead projectors. And I got an email last week where a woman from a university also um, yeah, tells me, oh my God, do you have a personal problem? with those overhead projectors or what, what is there going on? Because I'm always uh, speaking about those overhead projectors. But I think this is a typical thing in the educational system because we, or maybe to, to come back to the, the, to the main story, because I've sit in, a, in, the, in our university and ask myself, why do we write exams with pen and paper? So with, in this old style. So because I'm doing everything online, I'm posted my posts online, I communicate uh, mostly online via WhatsApp, Instagram, etc. Yeah, my mostly life is online. So why I go after I also learn the whole semester digital, why I go then back to the university and write my exam with pen and paper. It's like I'm training for bicycle competition and in the end I'm running. So it felt 100% like that because I came back and I'm doing something what I, what I never do. So I, I write with pen and paper. And it's, um, yeah, for, for some people very good, but exec exactly in my case, it wasn't uh, that good. So yeah, I decided to think, do you have any opportunities? We have any opportunities to change that, for example, to say, okay, we got a platform, a digital platform where we can create, where we can write and we can 
correct exams in any way. And uh, so I ask myself if it could be possible that I can create such a platform and what do I need for this for this to 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 get there in a yeah, creative process. And um, yeah, I started then to to talk with uh, my current co-founder Oliver in a very interesting evening at a party of my university people. I pitched him my idea to only the this component in the examination process. And yeah, we started the idea together also with Leo. It's our third in the row and he's responsible for all the development things. And so Oliver, Leo and I, we started together with this exam thing. And yeah, now it's a lot of more. So we saw then directly also the problems about the learning management system, the administration system, and we get there to now our all-in-one solution. This is that what we are currently doing. So we have three big components, the administration part of the educational institution, not only now a university, also many more institutions. So these administration parts, the learning management part and the examination parts and everything around that. Also, for example, the cloud system, the communication part. And this is everything what we are doing now and current. And we have worked on the last two years. This sounds very interesting and it sounds like a very big project. I went to an AI conference this week. And it was a very interesting presentation from a Finnish education company. They basically revolutionized the education in, in corporates. Yeah, learning. I mean, when you work in a corporate, they have these learning programs where they, for example, force you to run through some quizzes or watch some videos. So you watch the videos, you do the quizzes, and then you get a tick. Yeah, then you are certified in data protection, for example, with a new organization. And the company basically fulfilled responsibility to train you. You did a course, but half an hour later, you forgot everything. Yeah? And this is the current process in corporates. And they are revolutionizing this process with a different aspect. And they had a slide which was really interesting because it showed the transformation in education. They said in the past, we had recall. So learning something and then recalling the information. Then... You had sort of research, you re research something on Google, you learn by, by researching. And as a society, we basically going towards kind of a collaborative learning where we have a conversation, for example, with a chatbot and learn from this conversation. I found this slide very interesting, but it sort of really told me, hey, I mean, we in our education system, we are still in the recalling phase. So we learning, I mean, when I look at what my kids learn in school, they learn a lot of content which they have to recall during an exam. And in universities, I believe it's still similar, you know, it really fits to the overhead projectors that we learning to recall, we learning to repeat. And I think one of your vision is, is also changing the way we learn with your product. Are you supporting an, a new learning process? not only the examination process, but also the education process. So you have a lot of AI technology built into your product. You have a lot of different learning methods. So maybe you can share a little bit, what's the difference in using Fuxim as, a, as an education and learning platform comparison to how it's done in the in universities at the moment? First of all, it's, it's a very interesting aspect because it's mostly so true. You have, on the one hand, the classic ones who are still making a frontal educational style. If you're an educator, you're just at 
the whiteboard, for example, and you're just giving input to your students and you, you doesn't get a real response. It, or it could be that some of them are far behind and some of them are not interested because they know everything. And so we have the pro problem with to say, okay, at which, which stand we are currently with our students and how are the, the things we are, we are come through this process and how we can create this process much better. Uh, and currently it's in the universities, most of them, th that pro processes. But what we now want to do is to enable the student to learn more individually. So to create individually learning journeys to say, okay, you're doing, first of all, a test, for example, and after this test, you get two paths. So you, you can say, okay, if you are done this part better, you can get a, the, the better materials or the harder materials, or you get the easier materials if you are done that question not that good for example to individualize that process completely and then to say okay in the next step you have also the possibility to go in a 1v1 together with an ai together to, to say okay we go into a, a document for example and i can ask the ai everything about that document because the algorithm of the ai goes through that document and knows everything and when i then ask what is the what is the goal of the of the book for example what is uh, what is the main aspect, the AI can give me a response and I can also ask more questions about it. So to go individual, uh, individually in that yeah, task or that questions to that learning journey and goes through is much better and more effective than to say just, yeah, as, an, as a classic educator, I give you input and it, for me it doesn't matter which is your current stand in that topic. So how, do, how is your process? Do you have some test clients which help you to develop these new methodologies? Or are you basically going to universities and propose them ideas you created, then you discuss with them and enhance the process and then implement it into your product? Yeah, it's different. In the end, for us, communication is the most important part. So we started sometimes to create, first of all, a feature and then to show it to our, for example, test clients or current clients. In one year ago, we started with test clients. Now, of course, we have a lot of, of current clients. We are starting with, with our current customers to show them our features and to get feedback of our ideas. And of course, we speak with a lot of potential customers because they are saying, okay, we need maybe that or that feature. And we say, okay, this is a great idea. What is your vision with that feature? How we can use it and how we can create a good feature for every customer of us. And so it's uh, sometimes come from us or sometimes it comes from our customers. It depends in the end on at the feature. The main aspect and one of our main points is that we always speaking with the customer and we setting the customer in the central because we are developing for our customers and not for ourselves. So I can add the best idea. If the end, the customer doesn't like it, it helps me not 1%. So in the end, the communication between us and our customer is one of the most important things. And where do you see trends in the educational industry in terms of changing the way we learn? And you work with public universities, you work with private educational companies. How are they different in terms of speed and innovation? And where is a, a general trend which you see in both aspects? That is also a very interesting question. I see, first of all, the difference are not that high because I think the educational sector is 
always not the fastest. I learned that over the, the last years, but uh, of course I'm seeing the difference because a private institution has always the possibility to change something more quick than, for example, a public university because they always need a tender to change something. So the processes are much different and you also have always the problem who's responsible for what. And in private institutions, you have sometimes a little bit better structure. So this process is more much easier. And I think the important topics for our current time is always the thing about AI. So I think AI is one of the most important topics also for the educational sector. The thing is, in the end, they doesn't get a real answer. They haven't an idea. They have groups to discuss how we get AI in our institution. But in the end, they just seeing chat GTP, for example, and they see what you can do if you had a normal task. You're saying, okay, we need to analyze a company, for example, then it's easy. But to use that AI and to teach with that AI, they haven't a, a real solution. And what we're giving the people or the institutions is a real solution to up, just uploading a file and to create an automated lesson or to just uploading a file and to create it with this knowledge, with this input, individual, for example, exam or task is amazing for the institution. And in general, this is the most interesting parts for the most universities or educational institutions to get these AI components into our current structure. Okay, we learned that you create individual learning paths for the students, yeah, which are based on their experience, based on their current state. And you enhance the whole educational process with artificial intelligence. Yes, um, exactly. AI to the platform, using probably AI also for knowledge management, the amount of knowledge. And this is fascinating for me when I work with AI and I work with bots, you know. We have so much knowledge available, yeah, but distilling the knowledge and really uh, drilling down on certain aspects, there um, AI can do a fantastic job. You know? And when you take the knowledge for a certain subject in university and feed this knowledge into this AI, then exactly. you can generate all kinds of new training materials, questions, looking at this knowledge from different, different aspects. And I think there's the power of AI. And when you use this in the educational space, then this is really a game changer. Yeah, 100%. And there's also a very interesting aspect because we, in our software, the AI supports the educator, supports the administrator. We don't want to replace them. We want to make all the processes more efficiently. So this is the way we need to go and to use the AI because, of course, some aspects can get replaced, but in the end, it needs to be more supportive. And this is also the way we are chosen. And I think this is also the aspects where the educational institution wants to, to go, to move forward in those supportive things. You founded Fuxam over two years ago. In these two years, you did a tremendous job. I mean, uh, from starting with an idea, you know, discussing these ideas with your co-founders, and now you are established player. You just finished the uh, second investment round. Um, you're preparing the next one. You are taking on a lot of clients at the moment. I know that your calendar is very full. It took us a while to find this spot where we could have this interview. 
Tell us a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur and what is your learning from or your biggest learning from these from these two amazing years? This is a very interesting question because those two years went very, very fast. So it feels like yesterday I've sitting in the university and asked about, oh, it could be so nice if. <laughs> so those kind of situations where every good idea starts from, because we all of us have so good ideas at, the, at sometimes, but we never thought what happened if we say, okay, I will, so I will solve that pro problem. And those uh, two years was very intensive. I remember I spoke with, with Leo and Oliver in, in a restaurant. We met Leo in a restaurant, Oliver and I, and we pitched him the idea. And he told us two days later, okay, I'm, I'm in, uh, let's go. And one month later, we uh, founded our company. This was a decision for us to say, okay, we will go in a real company. We got money from our family and friends and say, okay, when we do it, we do it 100%. I think this is also... Um, not the biggest learning because I, I, I noted already before, but I think the thing is to commit you, yourself 100% to a thing is a very, very important success indicator because uh, we also had a very, very highs and after very high, it, it comes sometimes a very big low. And so uh, we also had those lows. Uh, for example, um, in our first finance round, uh, we are starting to find adventure capitalists. And Leo and I, we walked through the whole city and we are ringed at every door and tried to found an investor. And we, we ringed at LVC and um, s sometimes the people also answers us. And he, he told us, for example, one of them told us, guys, what are you doing? Are you thinking we are, we are sitting here the whole day and waiting if the startups are ringing or go home, do your job, write us an email. And so the lows was... It was very hard sometimes. And then some of us also got private problems and we all know those problems. And I remember that moment that I'm sitting there with one of our current investors and, and he said, okay, guys, let's do it. I'm ready. We can start. And we got our first investor and all of us, or mainly also Leo and Oliver, we were, it, it was a very hard summer for us. And I we sit then in a video call and I told to them, hey guys, it's now the moment we have the opportunity. We can change now the world with our idea because we got a first investor. I have great conversa conversations also with uh, Sebastian Schieke. What a nice guy. And we have now the, the final opportunity to catch our dream. From this moment on, we give one gave 100% to that journey. And we raised in our first round over 330,000 euros and, and our second one, one year later, last November, over 500,000. And I think the biggest learning was to give every day 100% and it should not matter if you're feeling bad or feeling good. So it's in the end, the, the biggest vision or the biggest goal you need to catch and you have to, to stay in focus. And you have 100 downs a day, but there's always one week where you're saying for this week, I made all of this for this moment. And if you're always repeating that and you have good co-founders like myself and we can push each other, it goes always uh, forward. And I think a good team and, and always the believing in the, those 110% every day are the most important things I've learned in the last two years. You know what? Your story reminds me of the story of Colonel Sanders, the founder of the KFC. Yeah, you know the story? Yeah, yeah, I know. It took a while, I would say. I think over a thousand visits he had to make to introduce his recipe and until he succeeded. He slept in his car, he was traveling around the US and you guys knocking on uh, VC stores. I mean, it's an, it's an amazing story. Imagine you can tell the story in a couple of years. But also raising over 500,000 euros in 2023 at a time where investment capital is very tight. 
where many companies are going out of business because they can't raise money. This really shows, first of all, the idea is exceptional that investors believe in you guys, you know, as individuals. Because no investor would give money into an organization where he doesn't believe that the founders are a strong team and they are able to really make this a success. So really congratulations for that achievement. And I know entrepreneurship is always a roller coaster. You know, you have ups, you have downs, and uh, often you have more downs or you you perceive you have more downs uh, than, than ups. But this is why it's even more important to also celebrate small wins, you know, to uh, celebrate a nice conversation, to celebrate a nice podcast you have, which uh, could really help you um, get over the lows, which are inevitable. I mean, we, we all have them, and especially when you really try to change a system which is in place for decades. It's part of the game. Yes, uh, 100%. What is your future outlook? I mean, where are you developing Fuxem to be? You mentioned on your website you have operating system of education. What do you mean by operating system of education? Yeah, it's 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 all about the all-in-one thing. So you have the possibility from the first contact with the uh, with the students to the to, to the final examination or the yeah, or the certificate to do everything inside those two things. So the student comes in our institution. It gets structured by a digital structure of the university to planning the semesters to planning uh, all the courses to have all those pl planning and resource things. You have the opportunity to um, yeah, use our CRM. You have all the opportunities about those learning management things to the community management things and, and all these aspects till the uh, final uh, examination process from the creating, writing, and correcting part. So we have all those components and our current yeah, market focus is uh, mainly the private universities and the further educational institutions like yeah, academy or, or something like that. So this is our current focus. And in the future, we want to develop many more markets. So, for example, we are really starting um, yeah, in the end of the year to look also or trying to winning the first tenders here in, in Germany or also at the Dach region. So this is the first step to, to go in that direction. But we also are currently in very interesting project with different schools. So also there we got a, a very interesting market that still is open for us because we have created a software that is so flexible to use all of that markets and to then say, okay, maybe in two or three years, we are also can developing the corporate learning market. That sounds for the for the Finnish co corporate, you've told me, not that great because uh, we will also um, <laughs> are trying to go in that market. Go and get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we have there many opportunities, not only on the on the region, first of all here uh, in the Dutch region, uh, then in Europe and after that worldwide. So we have already customers uh, in Asia and uh, in South America. But yeah, in the end, it's it's mainly those aspects to say, okay, we have many potentials with our all-in-one solution and we can go in every direction. Uh, and that is also the th thing we are seeing ourselves to say, okay, till 2030, we want to be one of the biggest player worldwide in the educational market and use our operating system to enable all institutions to have the best management learning experience and um, yeah, all all of those processes. If I listen to that, I um, would love to be back in university. I yeah. would love to experience uh, what you 
what you create. I would uh, love to be part of this. I mean, I, I'm part of this revolution from the investment and supporting side, but when I listen to your vision, I would really love to be part as a student, you know, to experience this amazing change, especially when seeing how things have been done in the past. Julian, I can only wish you best of luck. I hope that Fuxam really creates a dent in the universe of education. It also has a ripple effect on other areas of the uh, society and, and of our country. And uh, because, I mean, there are many areas which need such a visionary person like you. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much for your time today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure for me to be here. And yeah, we will give 110% every day. And after we, we, re we mutinize the, the educational market, uh, there are a lot more work to do, so um, I'm looking forward to the next adventure maybe then. But first of all, we have enough work to do uh, in the educational market. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the High Performance CEO Show. I'm your host, Sebastian Schieke, and it's been a pleasure serving you. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite platform and leave us a review. Your support helps us reach more listeners and create a bigger impact. Check out our website, sebastianschieke.com, for additional resources. Until next time, be bold, be exceptional, be outstanding, be a leader. <music>